You were listening hey guys, to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. Hello, if you like what you're hearing, stick around to the Thank end you. to find out how you can get more. Campfire. Campfire. I got the campfire. I got some <laughs> campfire stories. Uh-huh. And these are split up into three categories. Stories that are told by Firelight. Stories that are told by, what's this other one here? Moonlight. And stories that are told by Candlelight. Oh. I really didn't see any difference in any of them. I don't either. I don't know why. They all sound romantic. They do. This first one is called Skin Tom. <laughs> How oh. romantic does that sound? Oh, that doesn't sound very good. No. <laughs> The heavy side door of the honky-tonk opened with a rusty groan, spilling a drunken man and a woman and a few bars of lively fiddle music out into the humid summer night. It closed with a loud slam, which announced to the couple that they were officially separated from the crowd and the party. As uh, Ron White would say, they were now out in public. (laughs) All right. (laughs) They stood alone in the red glare of the exit sign, wondering what to say to one another now that they no longer had to shout. Conversation was not necessity for them, though so they just kind of uh, weren't overly concerned. They began to cross the dark parking lot, letting the sounds of the party grow more and more distant. The further they walked, the more slowly they progressed, as they stopped every few few feet to share a passionate kiss. Ooh, we just cut right to it, huh? That's right. Finally, the man resolved to sweep his companion off her feet and carry her to his pickup truck. She giggled with delight and kissed him some more. I am so glad I met you tonight, she said. Yeah, we seem to be hitting it off all right, the man answered with a grin. Then he paused and looked at her in all seriousness. Just so there's no misunderstanding, you do want to come back to the motel with me, right? Absolutely, said the woman, and she nibbled on the man's earlobe for emphasis. Dude, is this, this isn't like a porno, is it? I don't think so. Oh, I'll say, kind of getting a little steamy. <laughs> this should be in the uh, the other category for lights or something, the red light category. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, said the woman. Oh, I already covered that. Anyway. <laughs> she nibbled on his ear. She nibbled on his earlobe for emphasis. He, I'm going to start you doing that for emphasis. Like if I'm in the store and the cashier says, do you want these tomatoes? Yes. And just for emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> so you know for sure I want these tomatoes. <laughs> he laughed and he pulled out the key to unlock his truck. The lock popped up and the man reached out for the door handle. Then he stopped cold. His breath left him in a frightened shudder. What is that? Asked the woman. The man was suddenly pale and weak and sober. He set the woman back down on her feet with a clumsy and unceremoni- unceremonious motion. The plan's off, he said. <laughs> go back inside or go home. You can't come with me. Wow, that's rude. So, well, why on the earth, the woman wailed. Everything was just fine two minutes ago. Don't I even get an explanation? As she voiced her complaints, the man climbed into his truck. He was about to slam the door in the woman's face, and then he felt a touch of guilt. He had asked the woman to leave with him, so he probably did over an explanation. He turned back to her, and in a shaking voice, he offered one. I just saw skinned Tom, he said. You saw who? The woman responded in her too loud party voice. Some guy named Tom, because you look like you saw a ghost. 
The man reached out and shook the woman's shoulder with abrupt force. Skin Tom is a ghost, he hissed. How do you how do you hiss something like that? <laughs> well, I mean, that's you can't really hiss something like that. <laughs> I wish you could have seen your face when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, It's a warning ghost. Don't tell me you don't know about him. I don't know about him, the woman insisted, so let go of me. The man released the woman's shoulder. When she began to rub at the sore spot where he had dug his fingernails in deep, deeply, he felt another wave of guilt. To ease it, he decided that he would tell the woman the story. It happened a long time ago, he said, in a galaxy... I'm just kidding. Tom was this good-looking guy who lived in the next county over. Same as me. Conceited. When he was visiting here, he met up with a woman one night. They ended up somewhere. Well, you know, somewhere like this, I guess, making out in Tom's car. The thing this guy didn't know was that the woman was married. And just as things were really heating up, this great big guy yanks open the car door and drags Tom and this woman's friend outside. It was the husband. He didn't do much to his wife, but he had a knife and he used it on Tom. He made sure that Tom wasn't going to get any more women with his handsome looks. He took that knife and he peeled every square inch of skin off of his face. Oh my gosh. Like I said, Skin Tom's ghost is a ghost now. And when oh. I just went to open the door of the truck, when I looked and I could see a reflection in the window, the man stopped and shook his head. I saw him. He finally blurted out. I saw him standing right beside us with those white eyes staring out of that awful bloody face it looked terrible like raw meat good lord the woman said quietly she seemed to be several degrees more sober now you saw that the man nodded the muscles along his jaw tensed and released rhythmically well no wonder you're upset the woman soothed then she moved in closer to the man and placed her hand on his arm but i can make you feel better baby she said the man recoiled instantly. Don't you get it? He hissed again. Skin Tom doesn't just show himself to everyone. Only as a warning to guys like me. Guys who are about to get into trouble with a married woman. He pushed the woman out of the way and then slammed the door of the truck closed. As he started the engine, she pounded on the window hard. I didn't know what that word was. <laughs> I'm not married, she shrieked. Who told you I was married? But the man wasn't listening. He backed out of the parking stall so quickly that the woman had to jump back to avoid being hit by the truck's side mirror. Then he sped away, leaving her alone in the most distant corner of the quiet, dark parking lot. For a minute or two, she watched his taillights, thinking that he was bound to come to his senses and return to her. When he didn't, she cursed loudly and began walking back towards the honky-tonk. Although it was warm outside, she found herself shivering. She also found herself thinking about the ghost story and feeling more than a little anxious to get back into the comforting lights in the company of the bar. Skinned Tom, she said with disgust, trying to force herself to dismiss it. But she found that she could not, and she wondered then if Skinned Tom ever acted as more than a ghost of warning. She wondered if he ever acted out of anger, seeking revenge against the woman who had trapped him. 
Those were the thoughts passing through the woman's mind as she approached the door of the honky-tonk and they caused her to pause. By the light of the red exit sign, she opened up her purse and took out something that had been carefully wrapped in a tissue. <gasps> she glanced nervously behind her as she unfolded the tiny package. Inside, there was a ring. Leave me alone, Tom, she said in a quivery voice. Then she slipped the ring back onto her finger of her left hand, opened the door, and returned to the party. Oh, that sleazy hoe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What do you think? Oh my gosh. That was cool. Not really. It It was a cool story. I've never heard that one before. I have never. I'm glad that guy got out of there. And can you imagine that guy just slicing his face off? (laughs) Dang. It'd be like on that. What was that? uh, The movie where the guy was a poltergeist? Where he went in and peeled all of his face off at the window. I mean, at the mirror in the bathroom. Oh, my, yes. So. All right, guys. Sleep well if you're listening to this at night. Yeah, and don't be a hoe. Yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 900. Did I hear a niner? <laughs> I'm gonna try to make this episode last 900 minutes in honor of it. How many minutes? That would be a long time. Ooh, that would be like, like that'd be like nine or ten hours. Yeah, so, let's not do that. Yeah, okay. I think I'll probably get bored pretty quick. <laughs> this one is called the Helpful Stranger. A woman had just spent the evening shopping at a local mall. When the stores closed, she gathered her bags of purchases and walked across a deserted park in a garage. It was a dark night, and the empty parkade was a shadowy, frightening place. As she listened to the echo of her own footfalls, she resolved that in the future she would either leave the mall earlier or park closer to the entrance. The woman's feelings of intense unease grew more and more extreme once she reached her car, for she found it waiting for her with a flat tire. Oh, crap. She debated returning to the mall to call for help, but decided against it. I can probably change the tire in less time than it would take me to backtrack, she reasoned. So she opened the trunk, took out the jack and the spare tire, and she set to work. That's one thing, is she's got the jack. She got the jack. Fifteen minutes later. I'm trying to set a mood. She got the jack. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Fifteen minutes later, she was regretting her decision. Her hands were numb with cold and not strong enough to loosen the lug nuts on the damaged tire. The woman was just about to give up when she heard a man's voice behind her. May I help you with that? The woman gasped in shock and spun around. <laughs> it just seemed it just seemed a little yeah. excessive. Mm-hmm. She had not heard a single sound to warn her that anyone had been approaching. When she looked, she was relieved to see a clean-cut man in a business suit carrying a sleek and expensive-looking briefcase. Yeah, because they don't kill you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that was probably been your first clue. You know, I could use a hand, the woman admitted, and she gratefully handed over the wrench. Thank you for offering. The man smiled, and he set his briefcase in the trunk of her car. It's no problem, he assured her. Won't take a minute. And truly, it did not. 
The man changed the tire with ease and put the tools in the flataway in the trunk. He closed the trunk firmly, then turned around. He grinned and dusted his hands off in an exaggerated fashion. All finished, he said grandly. The woman thanked him again and offered to pay, but the man gallantly refused any compensation. But there is something else that you could do for me. I knew that was coming. Oh, no sexual favor. Sorry, Tyler. He admitted as he looked at his watch. I'm running late now. My car is parked on the other side of the mall. Would you mind driving me over there? The woman felt uncomfortable letting a total stranger into the vehicle, but didn't want to seem ungrateful. So instead of answering the man directly, she stalled by asking him a teasing question. Now, if your car's over there... Why were you walking over here? What were you doing wandering around over here? She laughed. Were you actively searching for damsels in distress? The stranger didn't laugh. In fact, the woman noted that for a second his eyes turned cold and hard. It was only a second, though, and then he smiled and offered a reasonable explanation. I was with a friend, he said. Her car was parked in this lot. I didn't want her to walk out unescorted. It seemed so plausible and so gallant that the woman felt ashamed of her suspicious nature. She lowered her eyes in embarrassment, nodded, and moved to unlock her car's passenger side door. But as she was about to insert the key in the lock, she saw the man's shoes. They weren't the sort of shoes that anyone wore with a tailored business suit. They were soft and rubber-soled shoes that someone would wear if they worked the night shift at a hospital. Shoes that someone would wear if they wanted to sneak up on people in a deserted parking garage. Damn, she's observant. <laughs> Suddenly, the woman's heart was beating very quickly. You know, I'd like to help you, she said, as she withdrew her keys and dropped them back in her purse. But I just remembered something, something I forgot back in the mall. She turned, and she ran back toward the lights of the distant shopping center. The only sounds she heard were her own pounding pulse and the echo of her shoes striking the concrete floor. Ground. What? She's running to the mall. That's a ground, not a floor. It could be a floor if she's in a parking garage. Oh, go ahead. There were no sounds of pursuing footsteps. She wasn't in the parking garage. She was out in the middle of nowhere. In the far parking lot. Yeah, either way. There were no sounds of pursuing footsteps, but that was no comfort. The stealthy stranger in his quiet rubber-soled shoes could have been only a few feet away. He's only got a few feet, so that would make sense. (laughs) The woman made it through the entrance doors and found the mall security station. She told her story to one of the uniformed guards and felt quite foolish by the time she had reached the end of it. I probably let my imagination run wild, she said sheepishly. A person really shouldn't be persecuted for doing good deeds in comfortable shoes. But still... If you wouldn't mind walking me to my car, I'd feel so much more safe. The guard said that he didn't mind. He escorted the woman back to her vehicle. By the time the man who had changed the flat tire was nowhere to be seen. The woman shook her head and she looked around. I really feel terrible now, she said. That poor man's probably late all because of me. And oh no. She had glanced at the rear of the car while she spoke and was hit with a flash of memory. His briefcase. briefcase was in the trunk. She said to the security guard. He left it in the trunk. This is awful. The woman fished her keys out of her purse, opened the trunk, and as she had guessed, the stranger's slim attache case was sitting next to the tools and the flat tire. 
The security guard shone his flashlight over the contents of the trunk. Don't worry, he told the woman. We can get that back to him. There's probably some identification in there. He pressed a button near the latch and the case sprang open. Both the security guard and the woman stood in shocked silence then as they viewed what was inside. It was not the identification that they had been looking for, but it told them far more than any piece of identification surely could. The briefcase held nothing but a long coil of nylon rope and a knife. Oh, crap. Oh, my God, the woman whispered. Well, she's all loud and stuff any other time, but that, she whispers. Oh, my God. Well, he might have been around. Does he just wander around with this stuff, waiting for someone's car to break down? I don't think so, said the guard, and he pointed to the tiny third item in the case. It was the missing valve stem from the woman's flat tire. <gasps> oh, a sneaky dog. <laughs> well, good for her being smart. Would you ever thought to look at his shoes? No. Well, I don't think she thought to look at his shoes. She just happened to see them. Oh, my gosh. She is so freaking lucky. Damn, what a dog. That was incredible. I thought it was going to be a twist to the story. Like, you know, she's scared of this guy, so she goes against the uniform officer. Yeah. And then he follows her to her car and then kills her out there by the car. I thought that would be what was going to be. What, the uniform officer? Yeah. How ironic would that have been? My goodness. Scared of the one guy, she goes to somebody she trusts, and then he kills her when they get to the car. Yeah. That is crazy, man. I just, I mean, I'm scared to death to go out in the parking lot by myself. If I'm like at Walmart, I always try to park, you know, close as I can. Just creepy. I know you you try to park close as park as you can in the daytime. Well, that's very true. But still, I would never park far away at night. No way. Mm -mm. I won't, I say. All right, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for hanging with us for 900 of these shorts. Yeah, you guys are remarkably awesomest. Yes, thank you so much. We love you.